You like a challenge? I do. Yeah, you like a challenge? I want to give you all a challenge before we begin today. Why don't you pull out your phone, if you've got a mobile phone, pull that thing out and put it on flight mode. Why don't you try that? Let's, let's decide for these next 20 minutes, we're going to put a challenge out and go, we're going to put our phone on flight mode and go, God, if you're real, we want to hear from you. If, if God, if you exist, we don't want to go through the, these next few moments but just having ideas of, oh, well, this or that. No, we want to go, God, if you're here, if you're real, we want you to speak to us and, and, and meet us where we're at. And that's what we want to do tonight. And so I would encourage you, challenge accepted that. Put your phone on, site, on flight mode. Get the note app out. And I believe that we're going to hear some things from the scripture today, from the Bible, that can help us draw close to Jesus draw closer to the Holy Spirit, that we can live a life that makes an impact in the generation in which we live. Spoiler alert, what do you mean? So we've been going through a theme as a youth ministry, a collection of talks on this subject, what do you mean? And today the word we're looking at, Toyin, is baptism. Can you just high five the person beside you and tell them baptism? Baptism. Tell the other option, tell the other person God is going to move in your life tonight. God is going to move in your life tonight. I'm believing for that. I'm really believing for that. What do you mean baptism? We can be in church. We can come to youth. We can talk to Christians. And there's some weird words which we don't see on TV. There's some weird words that we don't hear on TikTok. There's some weird words we see on YouTube. And it's like, what are they talking about? So as a youth ministry, we want to unpack, we want to learn what these Christian words are to be able to be the disciples and the followers of Jesus, which is calling us to be. And so tonight, our focus is this word baptism. What do you mean baptism? And hopefully by the end of these few minutes, we're going to know, I know what baptism is. I want to be baptised and I want to follow Christ the way that he's instructed me to live. Mm-hmm. Twin, what's our Bible verse, our main Bible verse we're looking at today? Matthew 28, 18 to 20. So if you're taking notes, write that down. Matthew 28, 18 to 20. This is known as the Great Commission. Can everyone say that? Great Commission. Great Commission. Wow. Yeah. You've got lovely voices. Yeah, you've got that. The Great Commission. Commission. So the Great Commission is the very last words Jesus gave to his disciples before he floated up to heaven. Has anyone ever had a helium balloon? Yeah. And you talk with it? Claire, can you do a helium balloon voice? Mm. Nah. So have you ever done it? It's pretty funny. If you ever get the helium balloon and you talk it, it's pretty funny. But so, you know, what happens if you let go of a helium balloon? Doesn't go to the ground. You just, you lose it into the air. It just keeps floating up and up and up. Anyone experience that? Yeah. And that poor little kid lets go of their balloon. It's like, sorry, kid, that balloon's gone, right? Jesus is talking to his disciples. And like a helium balloon, he just vanishes up to heaven. He just starts levitating, levitating, and he's gone, right? And so these are the last words that Jesus told his disciples before he levitated back up into heaven like a helium balloon to say, I'm coming back, but this is what you are to do until I come back. So let's, let's read this. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Now that is exciting. Jesus has been given all authority in the heavenly realms, in the spiritual realms, and in this planet that we live on. Therefore, and so, um, so I go back to that toy and we just, <laughs> I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Oh. <laughs> Therefore, Jesus, we just pray that this demon be gone in Jesus' name. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, 
That's pretty cool. Wow. Every single people group, every single high school, wow. make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. That's the God that we serve. The God of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He's one person with three different beings. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you and be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. What a promise that Jesus, though he levitated away, his spirit is still with us. He'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. Wherever we go, Jesus is there with us. What a promise. He's been given all authority and he is with us. And while he's with us, we are to go and make disciples of all nations. That is so exciting. I'm going to pray one more time and just believe that God can really move in us in a fresh, powerful way. Lord, we just thank you that you, you meet us, that you can speak to us and encourage us and help us be the followers that you called us to be. And so we just believe that we'll uh, get things tonight that we can apply to our lives and ultimately live a life of discipleship that honors you, that brings you glory, that sees our high schools changed, our families changed, and that we could see a mighty revival in our generation because you're calling us to something greater, to see hell plundered and heaven populated because that's what we're called to do. In your mighty name, with all authority, we pray. Amen. Amen. Now you can go to that slide to end, the next one. Acronyms and acrostic, acrostic poems. Has anyone heard of these things? Mm-hmm. I, at school, I often would do an acrostic poem. That's when you get someone's name oh. and, you, and you do a word for each letter, right? Has anyone seen an yeah, acrostic yeah. poem? An acronym is a bit similar. but it, So at my school in year nine, for some reason the school said, uh, I was at, they were going to college at the time, each class needed a motto. So each class needed a motto, and this one passionate student in my class wanted the motto, Oats are for goats. What? Oats are for goats, and it's the most weirdest acrostic poem that I've never forgotten. And so what we did is, so that could be our motto, we made Oats are for goats an acrostic poem, and so we had to have a word and a sentence for each, Oats are for goats, and that was like... Another acrostic poem, in a sense, is because. How did I learn how to spell because? Big elephants upset small elephants. Or emus. Big elephants understand small elephants. Oh, so I didn't. Big, big, big elephants always upset small elephants. Because. Right. So, but you know what I mean. So that's how we learned how. That's how I learned how to spell. Because if you're Australian, you can say emus, I guess. But there's so many different. Has anyone done these at school before? I was the only one. All right, but we're going to look at some um, acronyms and tell me if you know what this is. Lol. Lol. What is that? Laugh out loud. Laugh out loud. Yes, not lots of love. All right, this one. ATM. What does that stand for? Automatic teller machine. Boom, we got it. Automatic teller machine. What's the next one? BRB. Be right back. Be right back. Fantastic. FOMO. Boom, we got it. Fear of missing out. What else? If you know, you know. Fantastic. I love you. I love you, yes. What's this one? WWJD. What would Jesus do? When I was a kid, right, back in the 90s, when I was a kid, I was walking with the dinosaurs. Christians would get these bracelets, and I used to have two of them because I was that cool, and with WWJD. 
And so what the purpose was meant to be, you'd read that and go, what would Jesus do? Right now, I'm in this room, and I see the cookies. What would Jesus do? I wouldn't steal the cookies. But that was the purpose of that Christianese uh, acronym. So we all see these acronyms, right? And I'll often be on social media, and someone will do this weird kind of language on the on the messenger, and I'm like, I've got to go to Google. What does these assortment of letters mean? Because I've got to understand. And in the same way, I've got to use Google to sometimes understand these acronyms. Mm. I want us to be able to speak to us in such a way yeah. that we can go, what is his baptism? Because yeah. just in the same way, I use Google to understand acronyms. Tonight, we're going to use the Bible to understand baptism. Yeah. And so the first point is, which is going to be on the screen, take notes of this. Baptism oh. is not a bath. Well, can you poke the person beside you and tell them baptism is not a bath? Baptism is not a bath. So, before you can be baptised, you've got to be born again. Right? Now, you may have heard me say this statement before, but you've got to get this reality. God is not my granddad. God is not my grandfather. I don't know what word you use for your granddad or your grandfather, but God is not my papa. God is not my nunu. God is my father. Right? So, my, I don't know about your circumstance, but my parents are Christians. And so for them, God is their father in heaven. Mm. But because God is their father in heaven, it doesn't make him my grandfather in heaven. Yeah. Because I have equal playing field, mm. that I am an equal child of God, just as they are. And we've got to get the revelation that, you know what? I can have the child relationship to God as my heavenly father right so that is what this being born again experience is it moves you from just being a person on the world to going i'm actually a child of god he is my father i'm not going to live off some secondhand faith some secondhand religious experience Mm -hmm. that my parents or my friend has faith and i just sort of rub off them no i can have my own genuine relationship just like a child and a father has a relationship I can know my, the God in, of the of the Creator of this universe yeah. as my Father, and that when you get born again, that's when you move from just living life to going. I actually know God as my Father, and yeah. it's an amazing thing that we can right. look at. And in John chapter three, you, I'd encourage you to read this in your own time. It's an amazing part of the Bible. John chapter three, we meet a guy called Nicodemus. Has anyone met a Nicodemus? But Nicodemus is an amazing man. So he's, he's a religious leader, and the religious leaders don't really like Jesus. So Nicodemus goes, I need to talk to Jesus, but I don't want all my buddies to know that I'm talking to Jesus. So he goes and does a sneaky night mission and sees Jesus when, no one is, when there's no one's around. So Nicodemus is talking to Jesus and goes, hey, all of my friends don't like you, but I know there's something about you that's real. I know, Jesus, there's something about you that you just aren't some man. You're actually the son of God. And what must I do to be saved? What must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus says to him, you must be born again. And this is where it gets really interesting in John chapter 3, is that Jesus is saying, uh, Nicodemus is listening to Jesus, and he's taking it literally. But then Jesus is talking spiritually. So Nicodemus is an adult man and says to Jesus, what do you mean I must be born again? Look, I'm bigger than my mother. There's no way... I'm crawling back up and coming out again. There's no way that can happen, right? Nicodemus is looking at it logically. Jesus, what are you talking about? And Jesus is like, Nicodemus, I'm talking spiritually, not physically, right? Not literally. And so Jesus is talking about a spiritual rebirth 
where we come alive on the yeah. inside. Where we realize, yeah, oh, it. there's more to my life than just yeah. going to school. There's more to my life than just having breakfast, yeah. lunch, and dinner, donuts and, and yeah. burgers. Yeah. There's yeah. more to my life. And so and so Jesus saying to Nicodemus, you've got to be born again and have that an yeah. awakening That's on the it. inside yeah. Yeah. when you yeah. move from just living life yeah. to going, my life has purpose. Yeah. My life has meaning. Yeah. Jesus is the way. Mm. Jesus is what my life is all about. Jesus is my saviour. And so Nicodemus went on this journey to be born again. And we've got to have that same encounter, yeah. that same born again experience. And so what is being born again? How do we, what, what is the illumination that we need to be born again? We find that then in Matthew chapter 3. And in Matthew chapter 3, we meet a guy called John the Baptist. That's pretty interesting. John the Baptist. Why is John called John the Baptist? Because John was a guy that baptized people. So has anyone heard of the Jewish nation, the Jewish religion? So I'll ask this question. Has anyone heard of Jesus being referred to as the Lamb of God? Now, that is a weird, a weird statement. Jesus, the Lamb of God. Now, what is that refers to? Is in the Jewish religion, what would happen is there would be sheep that were killed to, in, a, in a, a religious ritual to remove your sins. So sheep would take the place of your sins and it would be killed that you would live in freedom. And it was a, a regular occurrence. And there was also another religious tradition in the Jewish religion, in the Jewish faith, where called Passover, which this sheep was killed in place of the firstborn, that when that blood covered the house, this killer angel passed over your house and you survived. And so Jesus, in, in the same way of the Passover lamb and as a sacrificial lamb, Jesus became that perfect sacrifice for us as Christians, that we no longer need to be killed for our sins. Yeah, yeah. He took the punishment, yeah. right? So in a, in a similar way, when we, we talk about Jesus as the Lamb of God, we can kind of understand a Jewish perspective to understand our perspective. There was a Jewish tradition that of being unclean. So what would happen is if you wanted to go to church, if you wanted to be cool, you needed to be clean, which meant you were holy, which meant you were in right standing with society. So if you were unclean, it'd be like, hey, guys, Come to my house. Oh, no, you can't. You're unclean. Hey, everyone, let's go to Macca's. Sorry, you can't. You're unclean. You're excluded. You're isolated. You don't belong here. No one wants to be unclean. Everyone wants to be clean in the crew, in the club, because that's where you wanted to be. So what would happen is a lot of times then, once you've been unclean, once you've been defiled, once you've been compromised from society you would then have to do these weird rituals of washing. You'd go baptise yourself to be made clean. And so what John does is he goes, he sees this tradition of their faith. He goes, you know what? We're going to use this tradition of washing, these ceremonial washings, and apply it to our heart. We're going to do one, a, a a baptism where we're fully covered in water. Where it's not just a bath. It's not just, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting the dirt out of my eyes. I'm... I'm, I'm getting some shampoo on my head. No, no. We, just in the same way that we're yeah. washed to say we're clean spiritually in our religion, there's going to be a new baptism yeah. where we're saying our heart has been cleaned. Mm. Our heart has yeah. been changed. The internal has shifted, right? So John does these baptisms and he says, in the baptism, we're repenting of our sin and turning to God. So that's what happens when we get born again. 
Mm. Born again is an internal shift where on the inside of us we go, you know what, I am a sinner. Mm. I am broken. I have something that's not right, but I'm believing that God paved the way for me, that I'm going to repent of this and say, God, I don't want to be a sinner anymore. I don't want this to control me anymore, but I'm going to press into you. I'm going to press into your plan because that's what's best. Mm -hmm. And so when you get baptised... That is an outward expression of the internal decision. So we've internally decided, I want, to be ba- I want to repent of my sins and turn to God. And baptism is an external thing that John did to say, you know what? We're going to make this public. What's changed on the inside, we're doing on the outside. Because it. it's an outward expression of what you believe on the inside. Which is when you've been born again. When you get born again, you go, you know what? Oh, Jesus is real. I'm, I'm sorry for my sins and I'm pressing into you. Yeah. And so that's what baptism is. Is 2 Corinthians 5.17 says this. Um, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life has gone and a new life has begun. And that is what happens when we get baptised. When we get born again and we get baptised, the old life has gone and a new life has come. They become a new person. Do you know what that means? When you get baptised, in a similar way Jesus died and res- was died, he resurrected, yeah. like he yeah. died, and he's like, hello, I'm alive again. In the same way, that's what happens when yeah. we get baptised. Yeah. We die to our old life, and we come alive in a new life. Yeah, it's it. crazy. Yeah. It's like, it's like welcome to my funeral. Josh is dead, but Josh, the better one, has arrived. Yeah, that is so fantastic. So that's what baptism is. We go, you know what? This was my old life. This is a new life, and it's better than ever. Right? That is what baptism is. We're exchanging. Yeah. Yeah. This was my old way. No longer does the old way control me. I've got a new way. I'm going to live in freedom. Yeah. I'm going to live in victory. Yeah. Because God has got all authority has been given to Jesus. I'm living an all authority life. Yeah. Not in the wimpy, sinful, yucky past. And that's what I believe. Yeah. And I believe that for each and every one of you. If you've been born again, you can be baptized and experience the yeah. new life. Yeah. And this is the second point. Baptism is not a suggestion. Oh. So baptism is not a bath. Yes, yeah. baptism is a full immersion in water, but it's not a bath. Because when you get born again, mm. it's going. This is an external, uh, 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 an external action of an inward change. Yeah. And like the same way, baptism is not a suggestion. Baptism is a command. Yeah. We read that at the very start in Matthew twenty-eight. Jesus. Uh, go and make disciples, mm. baptizing them yeah. in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. It was a great commission. It was a. It was a. You should not a. It's not an option. It's not a consideration. It's not a good idea. It is the plan for our lives. Yeah. And so when you get born again and you go, you know what? Jesus is so real to me. <sighs> Jesus is the reason for my life. That is the moment. That is the opportunity for us to stand up and go. You know what? That's me. I want to be baptized. It's not just a suggestion. It's not a good idea. No, you know what, Jesus? I want to be all in for you. Jesus, I want to, if you got baptized, I'm going to follow you because that's what a disciple is. As a follower of Jesus, I'm going to follow your example and be baptized and say, you know what? I put my sins behind me and I'm going into a new life because that's what you're calling me into in Jesus' name. And here's the other thing, right? We can go to church. And you can belong to a church. You can come to youth and you can be like, I've got friends at youth. I love coming to youth. But you know the difference between coming to youth and coming and attending church and being the church? It's baptism. Wow. That's the difference. So you can go up in the church for the last 20 years. Mm. 
Awesome. I've been at church for the last five years. Great. But the, this, the distinguishing thing from attending a group of mm. Christians to actually yeah. being a part of the church yeah. is Great. baptism. Yeah. And can I encourage you, don't just be a church attender. Don't just be yeah. someone that knows what, knows what it is to sing some worship songs. So you're, I'm going all in. I'm, I'm signing up yeah. and I'm dying to my old life and becoming a new creation yeah. in Christ and I'm going to get baptized. Mm-hmm. So can I encourage you, if you want to be a follower of Jesus, if you want to take it seriously, when you get born again, say, you know what? That I'm putting my hand up to be baptized. Yeah. I'm putting my hand up to follow Jesus. Because it's not a suggestion. It is a command. Yeah. And what do we do if we're good followers of Jesus? We follow his commands like we were told. Disciples follow the commands of Christ, which is to go and be baptized. So is that good? We're going we're gonna to pray. And I'm going to believe that God can unlocks the, the, the things in our heart to become the men and women of God he's called us to be. And then we'll look at this prayer in a moment. So why don't you just close your eyes around this, this room that we're in right now. Father, we just thank you that you're, you're so real, that you're, you're with us. We love that scripture that we read at the very start, that you are with us always. And Lord, we just thank you that just as John preached, Repent of your sins for the kingdom of heaven is near. Lord, I pray that we wouldn't have a prideful heart where we would, just, where we would think, oh, we're all good. There's nothing needing to change here. But we would have a humility that says, God, change us. God, move in our hearts. God, we're sorry for what we've done. We're sorry for who we have been. But we want new life. We want to be born again. Yeah. We want to commit to following you in your holiness, in your righteousness, but ultimately in a way that sees Port Lincoln, the Air Peninsula, this planet better because you've placed us here to live on purpose and on mission. And yeah. we just thank you that you can change us and help us. And across this place, I don't know where you, you find yourself. I don't know where you are on the spiritual journey. But if you might have never made that decision to consciously go, you know what? I want to follow Jesus. I want to have the new life that Paul spoke about in Corinthians that says, the old life is gone, the new life has come. If that's you in this, in this building, I want to give you the opportunity. If you just raise your hand and say, you know what? That's me tonight. I want to make that decision to follow Jesus for myself. I've heard other people talk about him. I've heard my friends talk about him. But I want to know Jesus for real. If that's you, why don't you just put your hand up and I'll see it and you can put it down. Is that anyone here tonight? Yep, I see that hand. You can, you can put it down. What we're going to do together, if you just open up your eyes, we're going to pray this prayer. Now, in a similar way to what I spoke about with baptism, right? If you, if you, anyone can get baptized and you just had a bath, you got wet. Baptism only means something when you've been born again. And we can pray this prayer, but that doesn't mean you're going to heaven. This prayer is, what, is a way that we can express that born again attitude of our heart. We go, God, I want to know you, but I don't even know what to say. This prayer helps us on that when we've been born again, solidify it in our hearts. So if, especially for those that raise their hand, read this out loud with me. And we believe that you can go on that journey of discipleship. So dear Jesus, I believe you're the son of God who died on the cross and rose again to forgive my sins. I ask that you forgive me. I give you my life and invite you to be my Lord and Saviour. Today, I am born again. I trust my future into your hands. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. How good is that? Can we clap? That's awesome. Great.